Hey everybody, today we are going to go over WrestleMania 1, Genesis Edition, Deceptive Kids, Name Changes, and the Case of the Stolen M&Ms. You're listening to The Parent Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition, liftoff. Welcome everybody to The Parent Podcast. We thank you so much for being here. We are a ministry of Genoa Church located in Westerville, Ohio. And our mission statement for the Genoa Kids program is to partner with parents to reach kids for Christ. And our prayer is that this podcast is a way that we can partner with you, the parent, uh, to give you some resources, to give you encouragement, and just to hopefully help you be able to have good conversations with your kids about scripture and what they're learning in church. Uh, Essentially what we do is what your kid learns on a Sunday in church. We discuss it in a little more depth with this podcast, and uh, again, hopefully it's just a good resource for you to feel comfortable talking to your child about Scripture and about godly truth. And we believe here that your kids will grow when you live out what you know. Your kids will grow when you live out what you know. If you grow in your biblical knowledge and your kids see that and they see you living that out, chances are they're going to grow and uh, hopefully come to a relationship with Christ. So that's our prayer. So my name is Matt Clark, and joined in the studio with me today is my good friend, Ben Hoyer. How you doing, Ben? Doing great, man. How you doing? Uh, you know, other than the 23-degree weather outside, I'm doing pretty good. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I was in Miami last week, and it was quite a bit warmer than this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mentioned that on last week's podcast, yes, and uh, how much we loathe you for leaving us here. And... Well, I mean, it was, I was only there for a day. All oh, right, but... right, right. Business trip, business trip. Yeah, definitely. uh, It's definitely nicer. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. And that's quite a bit changed. What was it like? Seventy degrees down there or something? Yeah, it was. uh, It was in the mid seventies, I think. All right. So seventy degrees to hour twenty three. That I would say is a significant change in temperature. Change. Yeah. Ooh. Hey, now it's almost as if today we're going to be talking about change, and that story or that conversation was a perfect segue. Wow. Let's do it. It's almost like that was planned. Okay. <laughs> it's almost like it was planned. So, yeah, today our word for the day is change. We're going to be focusing on uh, good change and bad change. And when I'm thinking of good change, here's a good change for you. I'm going to get a haircut after this podcast. Uh, hopefully that's a good change, you know? I think it will be. Yeah. Thank you. Me and you are talking about going to the gym together so we can lose some, shed some of those LBSs. Yeah, I need to lose a few. Yeah, me too. And that would be a good change. Oh, yeah. Yes. Now, um, so when we're talking about this change, you know, obviously those are physical changes that we're talking about there. Sure. There, I want to say one other good change. There's a guy who, are you watching Ohio State men's basketball by any I chance? I not. I love it. We're back. Like our team is, is doing very well. We're number two in the Big Ten. But there's a guy there named, uh, he's playing on a team named Andrew Dockich. And, and this kid mm-hmm. is, you know, he's not the, the star player, but he's a player who comes off the bench and can add a little bit of a spark in our team. I was watching a game a couple weeks ago, and he came in and drained a couple three-pointers that helped us get back on track, and it was an awesome thing. So the funny thing about him, though, is he spent the first three years of his career playing for a team that we don't really like that much. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, don't I say do. it. Don't say it. I won't. It's the team up north. Mm-hmm. starts with an M, and, it's, and it rhymes with um, Tishigan. Oh. Yeah, Tishigan Wolverines. So he, he played for the Blue for three years. It was a terrible thing. And if you don't live in Columbus, Ohio – uh, the Michigan Wolverines are our rivals. We don't get along too well. And what was funny is this kid, Andrew Dockich, was playing for Michigan, and then now he transferred over to Ohio State and is having a stellar year. And i got to tell you, that's a good change. Great change. Yeah, I'm very happy with that change. Mm-hmm. So 
so those are some good changes. Now, um, in terms of bad change, I'll tell you, I was I was looking on online one day and I saw this picture and I actually saw this years ago, but I hadn't seen it in a while. But Hershey's Bar put out a advertisement where their slogan was change is bad. And they showed this guy with his, it was kind of this macho man standing there and he lifted his sleeve up on his shirt to, to reveal all his tattoos on his arm. And from top to bottom, there was about eight names of women assuming these were girls that he dated, and the first seven had a line crossed out through them. <laughs> and, and so it was like, change is bad. <laughs> you know, stick with one girl, you know. And, uh, and that was their slogan is change is bad, and the idea is that the Hershey bar has been unchanged since 1899. Why, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? That's right, man. So, so there's some things that it's good change and bad change. And, and today we're going to be talking less about the physical change and stuff like that. We're going to be talking about a heart change. We're going to be talking about how a person's life can completely change, but this is, this is responsible, or the, who's responsible for this is one person, and that is God. Obviously, a hairdresser can change my look. A gym can change our weight. Hopefully. Hopefully, prayerfully. But only God can change our hearts. Now, our, we're, we're going to be talking about a guy named Jacob, and, and I love how you introduced that at the beginning of the podcast, the uh, WrestleMania 1 Genesis edition. So we're going to be talking about the story of Jacob found in Genesis 32, verses 24 to 30. And this is the story of Jacob having a little wrestling match. So we'll dive into that. Before we do, though, I want to um, I just want to kind of summarize how we got to this, uh, how, we, how we get to Genesis 32. Because last week we talked about Jacob and Esau. You know, Esau was Jacob's older brother. Um, he was described as a hairy gentleman. Um, he had, he would have had hair all over his arms. He was, essentially he was a man's man. He was his father Isaac's favorite child. Now Jacob was Rebecca, the mother's favorite child. So so each parent had their own favorite child. Do you have a favorite child, by the way? Or? I'm not allowed to say. Oh, okay, cool. I, I know who my wife's favorite child is. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's my middle one, Jack. Oh, yeah? She loves that kid. So, <laughs> That's and, awesome. Anyways, so, uh, yeah, so uh, don't please don't tell my other children that. They, it'll devastate them. But, uh, but, you know, Isaac, had his favorite kid was Esau, who was the oldest. Rebecca's favorite kid was Jacob, who was the youngest. And these were twin brothers. Well, last week we talked about how Jacob deceived his father Isaac, took advantage of his old age. He was dying and said that he lost, he was losing his eyesight. And Rebecca, who's the wife, who, side note, this is a dysfunctional family. That was the title of our podcast from last week was, Mm -hmm. Can God Use a Dysfunctional Family Like Mine? And when you want to talk about dysfunctional, Jacob's family was it. So her husband is dying, and she hears that uh, Isaac has called for Esau so that he can give him the final blessing for the birthright, because Esau's the oldest. It typically... When, when, when a man dies, he leaves his inheritance, most of it, to his oldest child. So he called for Esau, and Rebecca overheard this. And so she says, you know what? I'm gonna, we're we're going we're gonna to trick Isaac into giving Jacob the blessing. So they dressed up Jacob in fur on his arms to make him seem like he was hairy. <laughs> How hairy was Esau? Uh, must have been pretty hairy, yeah. <laughs> wow. But, I mean, this is jacked up. I mean, your dad's yeah. dying. And you trick him into giving you the blessing. So he goes in there and he says, Isaac says, hey, this is my, this is my, he goes, come in, Esau, it's time to bless you. And, and Jacob says, I'm here, dad. It's me, Esau. And, and Isaac says, well, you sound like Jacob. Come here, let me touch you. And he touches his arms where they had put the animal skin to make him seem furry. And he goes, oh, okay, this is Esau. And he gives him the blessing, right? So this is, this is trickery at the, at the highest level. And so he ends up 
his mom uh, ends up saying, hey, listen, once Esau, Esau finds this out, you're going to be in trouble. He's going to try to kill you. So he sends him away to, uh, to his uncle Laban, and he stays there. Now, that's a whole separate story, which we're just going to kind of pass over. We may hit it later. But, but um, he, he stays with Uncle Laban, which was meant to be a short period of time, ended up being 20 years. So it was this long time. And, and eventually, God tells uh, Jacob to go back to the land of his fathers. You see, in, um, he says to this in uh, Genesis, what is it, 31.3. He says, he says, return to the land that I have given you and your fathers. So he's kind of commissioned Jacob to go back home. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're Jacob and you realize that you have cheated your brother out of this birthright, chances are you're going to be pretty scared to go back. Because mm-hmm. Esau, Esau's like, you know, if I was Esau, I'd be like, Dude, I'm going to kill this guy, you know. And so Jacob thought that. So it says that he sent some of his servants ahead and his servants went ahead and and uh, told Esau that Jacob was coming and he'd come to make peace. And, and, the, and the servants came back and said, hey, Jacob, we saw Esau and Esau is coming to meet you. He's going to come to meet you, and he's bringing 400 men with him. So Jacob is starting to freak out now because he's like, oh, man, they're going to kill us. He's got 400 dudes that are going to come out here and destroy us. So Jacob's plan was he was going to split up his family and his servants and all their livestock. One half would go to this place. The other half would go to this place. And then if Esau kills Jacob, then at least the other half can escape and live on. So, Mm. So this was the plan. They're heading back there, and this is kind of where our story picks up because it says that we get to a point now where where Jacob is on his way, and he this is where he gets into this WrestleMania 1 match that you told us about in the beginning. So if it's cool with you, Ben, I'm going to have you read Genesis 32, 24 to 28, and then we'll kind of dive into what it means. Gotcha. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not defeat him, he struck Jacob's hip, hip socket, and they wrestled, and it dislocated his hip. Then he said to Jacob, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Uh, What is your name? The man asked. Jacob, he replied. Your name will no longer be Jacob, he said. It will be Israel because you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Nice. Now, there's obviously discussion on who is this man that he's wrestling with. Um, Depending on what Bible you read, I think the subtext of mine says uh, Jacob wrestles with God. So some people think this is God. Some people have um, assumed this was Jesus Christ pre-incarnated, like that he, that he, this is kind of a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ. And regardless, it is definitely, um, it's definitely a, a God-like figure. Like it's, it's either God or it's Jesus, but he's wrestling with God here. And, and the cool thing about this is the question we got to ask is what is the significance of Jacob's name being changed? Because th- that's kind of the whole point of this story is this change that happens in Jacob. Now to, to understand the significance, we, we first have to just know what the name Jacob means. Now, the, the name Jacob means deceiver. If, if you were to look it up, especially for, for him, it means deceiver or heel grabber. I don't know if you knew that or not, uh, because <laughs> when they were born, it said that he grabbed his brother Esau's heel on the way out. So I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, but, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, when they were coming out. But, um, but, but it's mostly known as deceiver or a trickster or somebody who kind of (laughs) and i know why you're laughing because you know better than anybody that this name jacob means deceiver yeah i have a jacob and he is a deceiver yeah (laughs) end of story (laughs) let's move on (laughs) just last night i had this bag of m&m sitting on the counter Uh and i went to take take our youngest and put her to bed and i it took five minutes we read a couple stories i put her to bed i come back the M&M bag is still there, and it's empty. No, wait, I'm sorry. It had one M&M inside. Oh, okay. They left me one. Change it. That's very nice. Yeah, so I go downstairs. I'm like, hey, who uh, who stole my M&Ms? 
Um, and the kids were like, oh, Jake said we could have them. <laughs> I'm like, wait. And then I hear him from his bedroom. I didn't say that. <laughs> he's but, like, he's like, I'm going away for 20 years. I'll be back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I know that kid. I know he let, he. He did this. That's right. You know, we could probably do a separate podcast on all the crazy stuff Jake has done. So maybe we'll do that later. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll he's think a good about, kid, but he's, he's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's uh, he's like a 25-year-old mind inside of an 11-year-old body. So it's pretty funny. But uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, on, a, on the flip side, do you, do you know what your name means, Ben? Uh, you told me earlier. It means the son, son of the right hand. Yes, son of the right hand. Now, funny enough, for you, funny enough is that Benjamin is the youngest of Jacob's twelve sons. So later on, we're going to learn that Jacob has twelve sons, which eventually become the twelve tribes of Israel and the tribe of Benjamin. That's the youngest one, the youngest of twelve. So I thought that was pretty cool. But I did a little bit of research because I wanted to see how popular your name was. Okay. And as of 2016, in the United States, your name was number six on the most popular list. Represent. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Now, uh, only to be beaten by a country up north, which has you at number four, which is the great old country of Canada, also known as Canada. But oh. yeah, in Canada, Canada. Canada. <laughs> Do you know why it's called Canada? Why is that? Because uh, it's a C-A-N-A-D-A, because they say A all the time. All right, bad joke. So anyways, um, so yeah, so number four in Canada, that's pretty awesome. Now, I looked up my own name yeah, right. because I wanted to see whose was more popular. And apparently, in the United States, I'm number 15 all right. and most popular, which I thought I'd be higher than that. I, I'm surprised. I feel like I know like 10 mats. Yeah, I do. I, I know a bunch of mats who go to this church here. Now, in France... There are 323 more popular names than Matt in France because I'm sitting there at 324. Apparently, there are not a lot of Matts in France. Yeah. It's depressing. That is, that's weird, though. All right. My name means, Matt means a child of God, actually. Oh. No, 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 gift of God. I'm sorry. It means gift of God. Yeah. And my mom told me that all the time. I yeah. was the favorite kid in my family. So, <laughs> but, uh, so, so anyways, all, all of our names obviously have meaning and stuff. And Jacob's name meant deceiver. So... When we talk about the significance of, of this, this wrestling match that God had with, with Jacob, and, and, and you'll see that he changed his name. And, and this isn't new. Like, there, there are people, or I'm saying it's not unique to this situation, because you can look through Scripture and see a couple of instances of name change. You know, for instance, you've got Abram, who God changed to Abraham, which means father of multitudes, you know. And, and then uh, later on we see uh, Saul changed his name to Paul, you know? And so, so I mean, this name change, uh, I think there's a significance there in that it, it shows a, a, a leaving of the old and kind of a arriving at the new. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty sweet, I think. So when we, um, when we talk about, uh, you know, his name was Jacob, and then his name changed to Israel, which, which is an amazing thing because we know that uh, this covenant that God made to Abraham was for his whole family, and his family were the Israelites. So Jacob, not only was he a deceiver who did terrible things, but God changed him from being a deceiver now into the head of this promised family that God has a covenant with. So pretty awesome thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's neat, too, because you think you have your name since you're born. Mm -hmm. Like you're born... Christy and I waited like three days before we named him named Brady, but you usually have a name from the time you're born <laughs> mm-hmm. until, you know, so his name was Jacob. He was a deceiver. Right. Up until the point that name was changed. Right. And I just think that that changing your name is sort of like this, it's like the symbol of a radical change. Right. 
For sure. And there, and there definitely was a change. Like, right. I mean, he no longer was the deceiver. Yeah, it's, that's a good point. And you know what's, what's interesting is I was looking through uh, th- this story, and, and this might be a little bit of a rabbit trail. I'm trying not to impose meaning into Scripture that isn't there. But, but when I was looking at uh, the reason that he changed his name to Israel, it said that, that God or the man that he was wrestling with said, I'm calling you Israel because you've struggled against God or you struggled with God and you've struggled with man. And then we know that his hip was popped out of socket and everything. And, and so I started, I, I started to, to think about how this relates to Israel as the nation today and just over the last however many years. And, and, and you know, when, when it says that, that you, I'm calling you Israel because you struggle with man, like when you look at Israel throughout the course of time, they their people have always struggled with Israel, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Israel's always struggled. I mean, look at um, you know, in a couple of weeks we're actually going to be talking about how the Israelites were captive in Egypt for four hundred years; they mm-hmm. were slaves, and then you fast forward, and then the uh, Babylonian captivity, where where Israel spread out and, and they they capture them into Babylon, and then and then even in more modern times in World War Two. You've got the Israelites were, were, I mean, the whole Holocaust happened, you know, and, and the Jewish people were just persecuted beyond belief. And then, and then finally today you can, I mean, the Middle East is no friend of, of, of Israel right now, right? I mean, they're literally right in the middle of, they're surrounded by nations that hate them and want their demise. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So, so when, when I was reading that, I was thinking the struggle, uh, the struggle against man. I was like, man, they really have struggle. Like, yeah, and they continue to. And they continue. And I think the end of verse 28, um, he talks about the struggle, but he ends it by saying, and have prevailed. Right. And so I like that. Uh, that that's a great point. I, I've heard a guy say, I forget where it was, but there was a guy who said once, he says, yeah, um, uh, you know Israel is God's chosen people because they still exist. Mm-hmm. He said there have been, it is it is beyond reason and and intelligence like how or or it's beyond any realm of possibility that this nation should be able to survive on its own you know that that they these are god's people you know Mm -hmm. i mean so it's it's really true i mean the fact that they have survived through everything that they've gone through really you know shows god's uh favor on them i guess but so anyways that that's that and and and, you know really what i what i want to end with today is just kind of what's the main point of the day and here's the main point is that if God was able to change Jacob, the deceiver, the person who tricked his own family, if God was able to change Jacob, then he can change anyone. Mm-hmm. Anyone. There, there's nobody that God can't change. Anyone can have this extreme makeover people edition, which is the name of our podcast. I'm not sure if I mentioned that earlier. I'm not sure. I don't think I did. Hey, welcome to the Parent Podcast. Our title today is extreme makeover people edition. All right, there we go. We <laughs> threw the intro back in there. But but yeah, anybody can have this extreme makeover. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter uh, the things that you've done in the past. God can still change you and change your heart. Uh, if you look at 2 Corinthians 5.17, this is a very popular verse. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So with Jacob, the deceiving, the deception, that's all in the past. And now he is named Israel, the name of the promised co- uh, people that God made a covenant with. And it's a really cool thing. So, so God in his grace saves us. And um, let me just say this real quick. If you have never given your heart to God, then your name is sinner. That's what you are before God. You, you're, you're a sin and a sinner. And we've talked about sin before on the podcast where sin is, uh, it's breaking God's law and sin separates you from God. 
And if God sees you as a sinner, you are in need of this change that we're talking about, right? And so the moment you give your life to God, the moment you turn to him, you are no longer called sinner. You are now called a child of God. And uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. So do you agree? <laughs> I do. You're like, I definitely agree. All right. I love it. So, uh, so really the question is then is like, uh, what, what, what do we, how do, how do parents listen to this? What do they take away from that? Right. And how do they, uh, like if, if you're listening as a parent, like what, how can you apply this story to your life? And, and, uh, when me and Ben were talking earlier, I think we kind of nailed down three things, right? So the first, the first one, parents listening is number one is pray for your children that they will become a child of God if they're not already. If you if you have kids, um, you know you should be praying for them every day. Pray for them every night. Pray for them that they will come to know God, and uh, that that God will use them in great ways. Uh, I mean that's that's our first line of offense, you could say, against our kids is, uh, or, or uh, the offense of of uh, like what can we do to influence them for Christ is pray for them. Mm-hmm. Just pray for them every day. So that's the first one. Uh, number two, remember that it's never too late for God to change them. Don't give up on them. We, I know. Or people, yourself. Or yourself. That's right. Yeah. So, so if, if parent, if you're listening and you've never, you've never given your life to God and you look back over your life and say, man, I, you know, I've been, I've done some pretty terrible things, you know, I'm, I'm older now, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter how old you are. As long as there's still breath in your lungs, God can change your heart. So, so don't just remember, it's never too late for God to change you or your children. Never too late. So uh, real quick, there's a story of a guy that I know who he told me that there was one day he I think he was in his I think he's in his sixties or something and and it said that one day he was in the laundry mat washing his clothes and this guy came up to him and said hey can I tell you about Jesus and he goes well yeah sure and the thing is this guy had heard about Jesus from his sister before so it wasn't anything new but he he says to him yeah um, let me tell you about Jesus so he tells him and for whatever reason this was the day that he gave his heart to God. So he said he left the laundromat. He called his sister and he said, hey, sis, great news. I, uh, I'm a Christian now. And, and the sister started bawling, crying. And he said, he said, what's wrong? This is a happy event. She goes, I know it's a happy. She goes, she goes I know it's a happy event. I've been praying for you for 20 years that you would come to know Christ. Mm-hmm. 20 years. And, and so, you know, that sister knew this point really well. She knew it was never too late to give up on her. On her, uh, on her brother. So, so there's the second one. And then the last one is model a changed life to your kids. Let them see what a child of God looks like. Let them see it. You know, our, remember what we believe here is that your kids will grow if you live out what you know. What you're learning about Jesus, make sure your kids see you learning that stuff. Um, if you have a relationship with Christ, make sure that your kids see that. If they see that, chances are they will replicate it, and uh, chances the chances are much greater of them coming to know Jesus as their personal Savior. So, so those are the three. Pray for your children. Remember that it's never too late, and model a changed life for your kids. Let them see what a child of God looks like. So, other than that, I think I think we're going to call it wraps for the day. What do you think? Sounds good to me. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for being here. Um, again, if you have any questions or any comments or if there's any topics you'd like us to talk about on the podcast here, feel free to email me. My email address is mclark at genoachurch.org. That's M-C-L-A-R-K at genoachurch.org. And other than that, I think we're good. Ben, anything else you want to say or you just want to say goodbye? guys have a good day (laughs) just want to say goodbye me too guys thanks so much you've been listening to the parent podcast